This is a completely unscripted and unplanned mini episode. I am recording on February 10th of 2023. And last night, in the special Thursday night previews that they do for every movie now, I think they should just say that the movies are released on Thursday instead of Friday. But who am I to say? Uh, we saw Titanic, my family and I, the 3D 4K release of James Cameron's Titanic. Back in theaters for the 25th anniversary and for Valentine's Day. I don't think I really conceptualized doing a reaction episode until I was in the seat last night and I realized I maybe had a few new things to say, which to be quite honest, I'm starting to think I don't have any more original uh, thoughts to share about the 97 Titanic. I think I have in many ways covered how I feel about it full circle on the episodes I did at the beginning of 2022 about the making of the movie. And then, of course, I did the film at 25 with the listener contributions a few weeks ago. So, you know, I I think I thought I had said everything there was to say, but seeing it in 3D and seeing it on the big screen again and seeing it with my family created this new environment. And I noticed some things I've never noticed before. Uh, yeah, I think I just wanted to share a few thoughts. So I took my family. If there are any parents out there wondering about smaller children and this movie, I now have some insights. So my daughter is six, uh, going on seven, and my son is eight, not quite eight and a half, so truly eight. I didn't have any hesitation taking them to this, neither did my husband, but I think that's a very special situation for us because it is such a part of our personal family culture Titanic, Leo, Kate, this is just what exists in our households. I always joke when my husband married me, he knew he was also marrying all of this, especially Leo. So, you know, it's, I'm going to say that tongue in cheek, but, you know, our family is just living and breathing Titanic. And my kids had at different junctures over the last couple of years seen many parts of this, of this film at home on our TV. So in my mind, I was thinking there won't be much new. There's maybe a few parts at the end, like the Murdoch suicide, where we'll close their, we'll cover their eyes. My family is not, and my husband and I are, we're not worried about the car scene and the Renault or worried about the drawing scene and nudity. We are a very open family about things like that. We don't feel the need to cover children's eyes to nudity uh, in a, when it's presented in an artistic way like that. So that didn't worry us. But, I think that I thought not quite enough about it. I, 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 don't, I don't regret it at all, and they handled it beautifully, and, and it was wonderful. But here's some insights. On the big screen, the last hour of the movie, when the water is rushing and the steam is breaking on the ship and there's so much noise and the plates are slamming down and the carts are rolling, at home, that just doesn't play the same. On the big screen, it is loud. I forgot how 
moving, but also just startling it, it, startling it is. I mean, the last hour and a half of James Cameron's Titanic is arguably one of the best action movies sequences ever made. And on the big screen, it's terrifying. I had forgotten how terrifying it is. And so for our kids, that last hour, there were definitely a few spots. Uh, my daughter was very, very freaked out by chasing. She was very worried when Spicer Lovejoy was chasing Jack and Rose both times that he was. So, you know, there was a little bit of, oh, I'm going to hide in mommy's, uh, crook of mommy's arm type of thing. My son, uh, that didn't bother him, but definitely, you know, a lot of the bodies falling off the ship, bodies floating. So I would say 10% was a little bit too much for them. But again, they're six and eight, they're young. Uh, but no nightmares, no, you know, we we did a lot of talking about the scenes on the way home, talking about what was real, what wasn't, and being very realistic with them about, yes, you know, this is how many people died. This is what was portrayed. And so I think if you have an open dialogue and you're comfortable talking about death and you're comfortable talking about, you know, stories of some of these people showcased, then I think I would say seven and up is fine, depending on your child. I think my daughter at six was maybe a little bit under, but I think she was equipped to handle it, though, because she is incredibly mature for her age and smart, but also just, you know, living living with Titanic as much as she does already. I think she was, you know, primed uh, in a, a very specific way to be able to handle it. So I would say seven and up, um, depending on the kid. But yeah, it's, it's definitely more startling on the big screen. And of course, there is the Murdoch suicide scene. And then also um, in Tommy gets shot. And, and there's, you know, there is a little bit of gun violence. Anyway, that's enough of that. But oh, actually, one more kid thing. <laughs> My daughter, when when they got in the Renault and, you know, the famous put your hands on me, Jack scene, and they're, you know, getting closer and intimate. And Lorelai turns to me, my daughter, and she says, guys, and she says this really loud. And she's kind of, she's talking to me, but she's sort of talking to Jack and Rose. Guys, there is no time for this type of thing right now. There's an iceberg coming. And I heard, I think the woman behind me giggle, but Lorelai just could not understand why Jack and Rose were attempting to be intimate in this car when an iceberg was looming. Like, There's no time for this. So I think uh, I will always remember that moment. It was fantastic. And my son, uh, his his favorite part was the third class dancing sequence in in the Irish music. And I mean, that comes as no surprise to me. Um, he's very musical, but they they enjoyed it. They were 10% too scared, but they loved it. And they understood the magic of it and the cinematic nature of it. And they sat there for three hours and 15 minutes. So I've got the best family. Uh, shout out to my husband for helping me manage all of that and manage bathroom breaks. The I just want to talk about it uh, for a few minutes in 3D and 4K. I had, had not seen it on the big screen since 1998. I missed the 3D release in 2012. I was in the middle of finishing my dissertation. My life was crazy. I was, I had just academic brain and I, I don't know, I just, I I had never made it. So this was the first time on the big screen for me in, in 25 years almost, or yeah, right at 25 years. And I had never obviously seen it in 3D. Now, 3D, I'm not sure I've ever seen a 3D movie 
besides just maybe some IMAX science shorts, you know, when you go to museums that have an IMAX theater and you watch something about the stars or you watch, I, I don't know, I never have, I didn't see Avatar, The Way of Water in 3D. I probably should have. I probably still can. I've just never seen 3D movies. It's just been something that has completely passed me by. We never select the 3D option when things are released concurrently. So it was so weird. I the Having the glasses on for me, was very bulky and strange. And I have a problem with how flimsy the glasses are. They just feel like if you're eating popcorn, you immediately might get them smudged or they may bend. And then you're looking through a dirty filter, basically. So I'm just not a fan. Maybe if they were higher quality. I don't think that 3D enhances this movie enough to... I mean, I'm, I don't know. That's a bold statement. I, it does enhance it at parts, and I'll talk about that in a minute. But I think overall, if someone said to me, okay, a week from now, you get to go have your own personal screening of Titanic with wine and popcorn and cookies and just sit there and, and have the biggest screen ever. And I think I would choose the 2D version. I have to be honest. I do think I would. There was something missing for me, at least, in the 3D version of ironically, it didn't feel as cinematic. I found myself taking my glasses down. And if it was a scene where Jack or Rose was not reworked in 3D and their faces still looked the same as it would in a 2D, I preferred that. I loved seeing those iconic scenes, like when they're talking about riding horses in Santa Monica. I wanted to see their faces in the classic cinematic 2D. I think I would pick 2D next time, but I... I appreciate the 3D option. And there are definitely a few parts where it magnifies the experience. Uh, At the very beginning, viewing the shipwreck through Brock Lovett's eyes, and and some of that has been rendered in 3D to make it feel like the fish are right, are kind of coming out of the screen. The bow of the ship is, is right there. You feel like you can almost touch it. So I would say in those sequences, it enhances. At the, at the end, there are a couple of shots where you look over the side uh, or the perspective of the camera is looking over the side of the ship as people are falling and dropping, you know, as as the stern is is going up. That was crazy. I mean, it almost gave me a little heart jump, a heart leap. So yeah, there's a few spots where I feel like it really enhances the experience and is fun. But overall, I think I would always return to the 2D version, but that's just my personal preference. Uh, Seeing it back on the big screen, though, I would say the number one thing that confirms to me that the cinematic experience is always important with films like this is the sound. The sound, as I mentioned before, was startling. And in good ways, you are immersed in that sinking in the last hour and a half in ways that you cannot achieve at home. Or maybe you can achieve at home if you have a theater room or you have an amazing, epic, professionally set up sound system and a 4K television. I guess you could maybe get close. But I don't know. There's just something about being in the theater with the sound. And also, I think at home, some throwaway lines in the film that are under said under 
breath or are said during transitions to other scenes are lost. And when you're in the theater with that sound pumped up, you can catch them. Like when Jack and Rose are walking down the hallway with Jack as essentially cuckolded Cal, and they're heading back to tell Cal and Ruth about the iceberg, and they're holding hands, and Jack has you know, the wherewithal to just roll into Cal's suite holding Rose's hand after they've, you know, been in the car. It's amazing. Anyway, tangent. But as they walk into the room, Rose says under her breath, okay, here we go. I've never heard that before. Also, when Cal and Rose are up on the deck and Jack sees Rose for the first time, and Rose has just angrily huffed off from lunch, and Cal has kind of come to find her, and he's mad, and he says, I hope you're happy with yourself, and I, and she says something, and now I can't remember what it is, but I'd never heard that conversation between them at home. I'd always viewed that scene as just them vaguely fighting on a deck. So there are all these moments where if you're listening closely, if you know the movie well enough, these little hidden gems, uh, there's a scene, the scene where they have just done the spitting and then Ruth, Countess and Molly show up and Rose is kind of, you know, flustered and trying to figure out how to present Jack. And you hear her say, gosh, what was it? You hear her say, Yes, he was such a help or something, some other comment about how he saved her life. And I've never heard that before, her saying that to Ruth in that moment. That was delightful as a longtime fan of the film to rediscover little tiny moments. Because when you love characters in a movie like this, and it's a movie that you return to again and again and again, any sense that you, I mean, this is why fan fiction is so popular. And I'm going to be talking about fan fiction a lot next week during an episode. That's why fan fiction is so popular. Because if you can imagine more words that a character would have said, more scenes that they might have had together that James Cameron doesn't show, but you can imagine what those little moments are and filling them in, that's the beauty of fan fiction. That's the beauty of loving something and loving characters so much that you want more. And so if you are a a longtime fan of these characters, seeing it on the big screen does allow you to sort of surgically go in and find those little moments that maybe you've missed. I was floored at how well it held up, especially on the big screen. I've always known the film holds up. I watch it at home all the time. But to see it on the big screen and see it hold up, the CGI holds up, uh, except for when the funnel falls, right? I I would be interested. Let me know. Like, comment on Instagram or something. Uh, the funnel falling, I feel like, is the only CGI that doesn't really hold up. But the the shots of the ship are as beautiful now as they were in 97. The way that James Cameron uses practical effects and built these sets, it just shows. I mean, there was that, the scene where Jack and Rose are walking behind Cal and Ruth headed to dinner. And you can see one of the wooden posts right come, coming right off of the grand staircase. And in the theater, in 4K, you can see the wood, you can see the grain of the wood. And it just struck me in that moment that James Cameron and obviously his team of carpenters and electricians and however many thousands of people that put this set together, laborers that worked so hard to physically put this set together, and it shows in every detail like that. So it's it's stunningly beautiful. The the chemistry and just the the beauty of a young Leonardo DiCaprio and a young Kate Winslet 
on that screen together, that giddiness, especially after they, you know, kiss on the bow. And there's just that 20 minutes where they're just unabashedly in love and the iceberg hasn't happened yet. There is no greater, there is no greater love story. There is no greater chemistry between two actors who knew exactly who those characters were and they had fallen in love as those characters. They knew exactly how to express it. They knew exactly how to move their bodies. It is just so, it moves me to tears. It's why I went back to see that movie so many times in 97 and 98. It's why I'll probably go back again during this re-release. It's it's addictive. It's compelling and it's a moment in time frozen forever that we have and what a gift. And, you know, I heard Kate Winslet talk in an interview. I forget. It was, I've accessed it on YouTube and I can't remember what the channel was. There's a few random interviews floating around from her this week. Uh, and she said that, you know, she's only seen the movie three times and it's really hard for her to rewatch films that she's in. But that Titanic is one that she has taken the time to try to rewatch because she recognizes how important it is to people. And for someone to want to go back to the theater and see a 25-year-old movie, uh, she seems floored by it. She seems impressed that, you know, by herself, as she should be, that she's, you know, part of this experience that people want to return to again and again. And she understands how iconic it is and how important it is. And I appreciate that because as a, as someone, you know, as an actress, I'm sure that moved on to do, you know, many other wonderful, deep, important roles, won an Oscar for another film there's so much more of her life that she has lived and and moved on into but to be willing to roll back and talk about titanic and encourage people to be inspired by it and to appreciate that not every actor or actress does that um and it's nice well i'm I appreciate that. I I still do wish we had gotten more 25th anniversary content, like a reunion special or just more, you know, like maybe a pre-roll before the film of some interviews. I just wish we had gotten to hear from more people, which Billy Zane had done some press. I wish, I mean, wish Leo would, but I just don't hold on any hope for that with all due respect. I just don't. It make, and it makes me so sad. But I I wish that uh, we would hear from a few more people. And maybe we still will. Let's put that karma out. Maybe one day a cast member from the film will, you know, stumble on one of these episodes and think, hey, you know what? Maybe I'll. I'll give this gal a chance. <laughs> maybe we can. Maybe I can come on this uh this uh, crazy Titanic pod. So I don't know, maybe one day I hold out hope. And uh, in the meantime, I just am so happy to have been able to take my family and to experience it on the big screen again. I think that, you know, our theater was pretty full last night. I think it's such a testament to this film that 25 years later, People are buying a ticket and buying their popcorn and just ready to go, you know. And I heard a couple of people laughing in certain spots that led me to believe it seemed like their first viewing of the film. I think I had a few people in the theater we were in that 
I think it was the first time they were discovering it, which is really cool. So I don't have much else to say. I don't want to bore you with any sort of like scene by scene, roll down memory lane. I've done so much of that in my Back to 97 series and then in the the episode I did a few weeks ago. But if you go see the film and you want to tag a photo on Instagram, I will totally share that photo and your comments in my stories. Please share your thoughts and your reactions on there on Instagram. Love to repost anything that you do. I think that the Titanic community on Instagram is a thing to be reckoned with. It's incredible. And you know, I will say, on Instagram, it was very obvious heading into this re-release that in the week prior, they held some promotional screenings with merch and with some activations where they had, you know, they they had props from the movie out, Heart of the Ocean, and they obviously invited influencers, people with really high follower counts. And then all of the reposts and stories seem to be from these influencers, a lot of whom, I don't know, looked like they were born after 1997, which is fine. But I just, there's a little part of me and it's probably jealousy. It's like, you know, would it have been nice to maybe some Titanic podcasters or authors and historians to get that invite as well? Would have been cool. But it doesn't matter because the Instagram community for Titanic is, it is, it's amazing. It's large. It's always growing. It's very nuanced. There's some amazing content and we're all getting to know one another. And I have made some very good friends through the Titanic Instagram community. And I enjoy chatting with you guys. I'm very grateful for that community that is growing there. So make sure if you do happen to have an Instagram and you're not following Unsinkable, it's at Unsinkable Pod. I will go lick my wounds from Jim Cameron, not personally calling me and inviting me to one of these events. (laughs) Uh, I'll get over it. Um, What else? What else? Make sure you are subscribed to the show. Make sure you rate and review if you haven't. Uh, T-shirts can be purchased still. They'll just ship a little bit later into February. That link is in the show notes. Patreon link is in the show notes. Community is growing there, and I will be doing another live stream soon. I heard from a lot of you guys that you enjoyed it, so that is going to be a thing. So that will definitely be another perk moving forward on top of the bonus episodes. What else? Bookshop. My link is in the show notes. If you are in the market for some Titanic books, whether it's related to the 97 movie or just the ship, I have lists there. And if you purchase through my link, you help the pod. You also help independent booksellers. All right. Happy Titanic weekend enjoy the joy of this thing. Go see it on the big screen. In the meantime, I love you guys. You're the best listeners in the world. I will be in your feed twice next week with two really awesome episodes that got a little bit delayed because of an ice storm in Texas. And uh, our schedule at the beginning of, of this month was just insane and weird. So I got a little behind, but that is going to mean two awesome episodes in your feed next week. So stay tuned to full, amazing episodes that I'm really excited about. All right. Have a great weekend. Bye, you guys. 